0: Hmm.
1: Guys, welcome back to another episode of The Trick Wake, Mr. Grey and myself. It's a little bit different today. There's no more Picard. I was kinda half waking Ooh. up this morning, Grey, getting ready to go to work and then download an episode and writing a review and it whilst I'm awesome at work. Um and there's none left. So I'm a bit sad about yeah, that. Yeah. But it's it's bittersweet, isn't it, Grey? It's like such a good season, but it's sad that it's ended at the same time, which is a good sign.
0: I've still gone back and look at like portions or clips of Different episodes and st- still feel the same way, pretty much as I did before. How good it was, and even yeah. still get yet you know, somewhat emotional on the emotional scenes. I mean, it's still powerful, regardless of the second go around or, or third yeah. go around. And that's, that's when you know you have something good if you can watch it that many times. Like like for instance, Ratha Khan or something. I've seen that probably half a dozen times at least. You know, and Is I that never that tired only
1: only half a dozen. Wow, a know, it could be more here.
0: than that. I don't even know. <laughs> But then, well, it depends. If you count clips, it's probably more than that. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, but uh, and and the other movies as well. So I've seen at least all the Trek movies except the Kelvin crap timeline. I've seen all the movies probably at least two or three times. Well, you haven't seen the Kelvin movies at least once. I saw the first one, and I was kind of like hoping when I saw the first one. I was going like, okay, well, I don't know, maybe it's not that great. Maybe something will come of it, and then forget it. I just i wrote it off after
1: that it was just yeah, like okay. nah. i can understand that okay um before we quickly start like i like to get trying where where i remember to get the 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 t's and c's kind of out the way but uh mm-hmm. it's better to start than then so no of course um we are on the youtube um we're on audio mm-hmm. podcast platforms as well so you can take your pick of what you want from us um and then don't forget my man here gray has uh, got an entertainment show that's got you just have Star Trek in it, because we keep it for this. We're talking about old odd Star Trek thing, but there's a lot of entertainment stuff in there. There's a lot of superhero DC, Marvel, fantasy, uh, horror stuff in there. And we talk about other a lot of that. Yeah, of yeah. us, other HBO science fiction. Yeah, Other science fiction, exactly. So that's, we try and save the other sci-fi stuff for that, you know. Um, and that's at Gray's Green Room, uh, GGR, on the YouTubes and the audio podcast platforms. And you can get him Twitter at Grey's Green Room. Um and then last but not least, our uh, colleague and friend Nick on the gaming scene. You can get him at YouTube for dot uh, com forward slash extreme PC UK um, or at Extreme PC because they do this little cool at thing. Yeah. Um and you can he's started his YouTube channel. There's it's mas- mostly gaming centric, but you'll see a lot of fun stuff in there. Gray and I making edits of ourselves and Gray is the guy that usually clips everything of me and other people making a fool of ourselves. And then it's put on YouTube for all your laughing glory. Thanks for that. And day, of course, if you want to see physically everything that he just
0: said, just look below in the description and you'll see the links for all the fun stuff. I
1: could say look below, but then who does look below? So, anyway, right, my man. OK, so what we were going to do this episode that you kind of stole the thunder in the last episode. You just went balls deep and then talked about the season review score, and we we're going to save that for today. But we'll refresh people what it was again. Uh, I went for, um, what did I go for? Nine, Nine and, a half. and a half out of ten. What did you go for, Gray? Same. Right, okay. So just basically just jump into the deep end, Gray. What did you love about this season? And then we'll talk about like dislikes after. You could go and take a breath whenever you need to go. Way uh, to start, man.
0: It's it's like just throwing you. It's just like putting a bunch of gold in front of your face and going like, "What do you like about this gold? Hmm, (laughs) That piece of that piece of that piece. I like them all. They all look shiny. (laughs) Um, I I mean, I've liked everything from since since beginning to end. I mean, there was nothing not to not like. Um, There's some just some nitpicks here and there. Of course, and and we'll get into that and stuff. Um, One of the things I did notice, which I haven't seen in a very very long time um is that the overall excitement across the board from fans even some non-fans um has been universal i've never seen so many interviews going on on youtube so many fan uh you know made videos uh, so many outpouring of people watching it and just getting together and people that even even haven't even done uh videos or youtube videos or anything just throwing a video up there because they're so excited about it i mean that's it's a lot, a lot, a lot of publicity going on. Yeah. Um, they had they had the Enterprise D on Times Square in New
1: York. I haven't seen that in a while. Grace sent that to me. That's bloody amazing. It's like a 3D <laughs> kind of effect. It's taking It looks like the Starship is in. It's not 3D in the sense of like it's popping out Back to the Future 2 yeah. style, but it's 3D as in. It looks like it's inside the block where the yeah. uh, LCD display thing is on, and it comes through. Go and look at this on YouTube, guys. When Gray sent this to me, I was like, wow. You see the ship coming in from an angle, the shutters opening for space docket coming in and just parking, and it floating at the front. Oh, we'll try to we'll
0: try to put that in the description yeah. below. But the cool thing was that when you look at the people standing next to it, you get the idea of how big this this display is. I mean, think it's huge, and they're expensive,
1: looks... great, aren't they, to so use those uh, advertisements? Yeah. they're real time, big bucks advertisement spaces. Yep, and you got to build it properly to make it sure it looks good and
0: everything. So it's pretty wild. Uh, of course, the series came into the top 10, which was
1: a big deal. Now, that the was all when time top 10 great. It's all time top 10 for not all time, the current of all shows and streaming services. That's important streaming, to add. Stream, yeah. And
0: at the time that that was released, it was episode four or five. Now, supposedly, some new release should come out soon of where it still was later in, uh, and stuff, but I fully expect it to be still in the top 10. Um, it was number nine. It could even move up for all I know in the next poll they or whatever that Nielsen puts out, so we'll see when are they so that really two three months so that, i they do it monthly, I think because that's it's just weird how they have to gather the data. It's not the same as normal t v was mm-hmm. or is yeah um, and I think the only other show that ever made top ten was discovery only purely because there was no trek, and Trek finally came that back after a year new.
1: people were curious and that is.
0: Right. And then as soon as it was in the top 10, it dropped to like number 300 after that and <laughs> never, never came back. Um, but this makes a big difference because it's everything that the fans have been screaming about for the last 10 years um, and everything was there. And I got to give credit to the writers room because there's so much packed into this that if you see some of the interviews of Terry Metallis now that they can air them because before they couldn't uh, really air them because they didn't want to spoil anything. So I've been watching some of those and he said that you know they sit around a table man just like they do like they normally should do for most you know good shows and they talk to the, all the writers and somebody will come up with an idea and they'll basically say what do you think and they'll go yes no maybe so and then they finally pick on things that they think are the best maybe so or make it, it so sorry maybe so <laughs> um and so then they flesh out those ideas so everything that comes up like in some of the interviews with him when he was when he was talking about a uh, you know you know why did you start this out with Beverly Crusher at the beginning? And he said that that was an idea that they thought of at the very beginning. Um, they were sitting there thinking, like not just the fact of un- unutilized characters, which is part of their deter- what they thought about this, but they started thinking and going, like, what makes sense? You know what what's out there that's that hasn't been really talked about. And they got settled upon Beverly because of this relationship that they had, but was never really fully realized to us in TNG. It was always hinted at or they got together or whatever. And you never really, you know. Yeah. And-, and so they said that was perfect. And so they just and when they said that when they thought about this, the whole writer's room lit up and just went, yeah. And then they just started going like, all right. So all the. What do I say? All the big moments. There's a lot of big moments, but all the all the major moments in the series was completely thought of in advance. So there was a lot of stuff that was fleshed out in advance before they got into the nitty gritty uh, writing. And he said that that despite all that in in the 10 episodes, there was still so much more that they wanted to do and they just couldn't do it. Because it, you know, they had it. A, they didn't. They didn't have the money. B, they didn't want to make it look rushed. C, they didn't have enough episodes. Otherwise, they would have done many, many more things. Yeah. Um. Uh, the obvious question that we all wonder about is like, well, how many other cameos were you planning on doing? Because we, you and I had always complained that we didn't see Janeway. One of our, net even packs. though she, right, even though she was name dropped three or four times, and he said he couldn't say who they were. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Janeway and others he said he couldn't say he's not allowed to say who they were but he said there were several others yeah uh that didn't make it he gave he gave an example he said we used Walter Koenig who played the son of Pavel Chekhov at the beginning of the final episode and they used his voice well the original intention was to actually have him come on screen and deliver that speech but time-wise they just couldn't get it together to do that so they had to use the recording instead. Little things like that you, you hear about after afterwards of like what how good it was and what could have been, yeah, you know, or, or whatever, which is fine. I mean, it, it's fine on its own, but yes, it, yeah, so it would have been cool to see little, you know some could've. other things. but you know even though we have nitpicks on a couple of things, when you took it and you take it as an overall picture of the whole season, I mean, it was just flat out phenomenal. There hasn't been anything that good in Shrek in years. You know, yeah. Probably not. Probably nothing is good As Voyager since Voyager Rath- ended. Since Voyager ended in a TV series, and probably nothing is good, uh, or or, or at that level since Rathakon. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know. So to get to get a Rathakon level show that lasted ten, you know, ten episodes, so essentially almost ten hours is that's phenomenal.
1: Yeah, it's, it's one thing to, to to add in to that, Gray, that Talos did do a, a brilliant job. But believe it or not, despite what you see on screen, he was in a mm-hmm. tight budget, tighter than other Picard seasons before. Yeah. And he managed to pull off. I mean, the CGI, okay, right. I look at the CGI, and I'm impressed. There was a good amount of CGI. Yeah. But see, when you saw the Enterprise-D uh, moments... I'm not, this is an epic, this is not a problem, just to caveat this before. The CG for that could have been better. It wasn't bad. I'm just thinking if you want it to be top tier, like Hollywood's Mm -hmm. movie style, it could have been a bit better. But then again, I'm not begrudging the guy. He had a limited budget, limited time. Um, He had to get this in quickly and make it still look good. And it does look good, don't get me wrong. So this guy had money, and he didn't have enough of it, as many directors will say they don't have enough money. Mm-hmm. And many people have said, without being able to prove it, of course, that Janeway, they did want Janeway, but they couldn't afford her because she's one of the bigger people for a cameo to get in in terms of money. She's doing a new yeah. TV show at the moment, I believe, or just finishing it or just about to start it, um, plus time scale was trying to match them up. So they picked from who they could from time and money-wise. And I think Terry spent the money very, very wisely. It looks, the budget on it looks bigger than it actually is, if that makes sense, Greg. Yeah,
0: I yeah, know it does. And one of the things that's interesting uh, uh, in this series, uh, at the end, of course, they recreated the bridge of the Enterprise-D. Now, some people I've heard have said, well, did, don't they keep that stuff around? And no. no, they only keep it They do, but only for a short while. And you're talking about many, many years. So they finally just said, eh, that's it. And they destroyed it all. Sets
1: are not cheap to make, guys.
0: No. And they had to go back to the original blueprints. And they even called in uh, uh, Okuda, who was, was involved in a lot of Star Trek for many, many years. The gentleman's a lot older now, but he's still around. And several other guys that worked on it in the original series. They brought them back, plus the blueprints, and they rebuilt it. And Terry was saying, he said, he didn't know if they were going to actually be able to pull it off. He said it was it was expensive, yeah, to re yeah. to rebuild it just the way it was. And one one question I keep in thinking in the back of my head now that they spent all that money, and they actually did the bridge just like it used to be, I would hate to see them tear that thing down.
1: They yeah, have to. I'm, me. Ho- I'm,
0: yeah, but you know what? I'm hoping if they they'll put it away for a while or get some storage money, get together. <laughs>
1: it's turned it, into an attraction something they they had to literally they knew terry knew he was taking a hit by doing this this was the single okay. probably the singular or one of the most singular expensive elements of the whole season to make that mm-hmm. because they only filmed in that uh, bridge for three or four years that's uh, three or four years three or four days but um right. that was the olden days next generation uh, and they only filmed it out for a few days and to to spend the money they did to get it exactly look because it isn't cheap. But it looks as if yeah. like leather chairs. Trying to get those chairs with that exact shade of beige, you know, the like eighties beige yeah. man, eighties decor. Jesus Christ.
0: And uh, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to break it down to the minute details, I mean, you can see the before after pictures, and you see Oh, uh, I haven't. I need to see the, them. Well, what it was is they showed the only real difference that you saw was what you just mentioned—the color of the vi- of the vinyl or whatever that they used in the seats, the shade could not be matched exactly. So it was a little bit off, but it was, it was nothing, you know? And the, and the walls and stuff were, were like probably 99, 98.5% correct. But you still see a little, little shade difference, but that's like with anything. If anybody out there knows what building and painting is all about, match the paint that's on your wall. You have to have the original thing. Right. For 10 years, it'll get damn close, but it ain't going to be exact.
1: Yeah they would have had to have had a bit of the old set literally or the yeah. old set to sample it to get it bang on and they don't so yeah they don't even then and yeah i like, let's just say that jordi was in a rush to restore it so we'll let him <laughs> off with that um so yeah uh we 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 covered generally what we liked about it but we can obviously talk about specifics so for mm-hmm. me canon wasn't broken once gray Canon was not broken, not once, to my recollection, yeah. which is really important for us Trekkies. And on top of Canon not being broken, new Canon mm-hmm. was created, which can be a very risky thing to do with big Canon yeah. elements. But he, for the most part, and we'll, we'll, let's save our any kind of major nitpicks or major issues kind of towards the end, but uh, he he hit the nail on the head most of the time. And he created like, yeah. stuff like, he uh, showed Enterprise F for the first time. Uh, which I absolutely love. He brought back the OG Borg, um, which I absolutely loved. Uh, And I'm trying to think of specific elements of it. So, yeah, Enterprise D, amazing to see it back. We had rumors we thought we'd see it. All I thought we'd see with Enterprise D, Gray, was um, we knew knew they still had the saucer section. So I thought that would be in a museum, like, hanging up, You know, remember, was it season one or two of Picard where he goes into, I think season one, where he goes into uh, Starfleet HQ for the first time and he looks up and there's like a hollow of uh, various ships and and it rotates to Enterprise-D at one point. I thought it'd be like hanging up there or something, you know, like something cool. But no, we got the real thing uh, mixed in with uh, uh, the, the Battle Bridge section of another Galaxy class. can't remember the name. Um, We've got Enterprise F. Now, the Enterprise F for me looks spectacular. This whole thing of it being, it can't be repaired because it, you know, it it suffered major system damage uh, at some battle before that was named after one of the writers. Uh, I think that's Mm -hmm. bogus and I'd like to know more about that because I'm sorry, that ship is fantastic and I see Shelby flying it just fine. I mean, yeah, she's yeah. she's not she's not going to harm, is she? But she flies it out just nice. It looks fine. And you can't repair that in the twenty-fifth century bullshit. I'm sorry. That's well, just a I, tiny thing. It's a tiny thing, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I don't I don't go along with that either. I think I go along more with the fact that
1: uh I mean again, they only
0: made the ship pure canon because it was in Star Trek Online, which is a game. Um, for you for you people that don't know, some things that are introduced on Star Trek Online either are meant to be canon, could become canon, or aren't canon at all. It's kind of all there in this one game. So when they had it, they had a contest with people uh, out to the public on who could create mm. the next Enterprise. Send in your drawings, blah blah blah. Yep. I don't remember who the name of the guy, but the guy won. Girl guy, and it was the Enterprise F in Odyssey class. So uh, Metalas was saying in an interview that he wanted to give. A little, a little knock to not knock, a little praise to the person that came up with it, and to the Star Trek Online people by showing it for the brief time that they did show it. So that was the only intention. Now, according to the timeline, I guess with Star Trek Online, the ship is ready to be decommissioned because it's been out there for a a good while. Yeah, but how long?
1: Really, not that long. Yeah, because the E was about for a while. Really, the S been about that long and canon.
0: Yeah, it's been a long time. Okay, Um, okay, but we don't know much about the f except whatever maybe happened or was on uh, star trek online i'm not an expert on star trek online because personally it's shit I, no it really I, is bad guys so, yeah, we're big trekkies
1: like... and we're big gamers and we're saying that it's crap i mean the, the space stuff is great but i think the stuff on the planets is just so yeah, outdated and awful oh, anyway sorry it's kind of like
0: the old it, it kind of looks like the old film filmation animation like
1: yeah <laughs> prove that the space stuff is fantastic it looks gorgeous why is the stuff in yeah. the planet so bad Ah, oh, and yeah and
0: even with the space stuff you because you, I, I played the game when it first came out and you after a while after space battles and this and that it's fun but it kind of hits a brick wall and, it, and it's like okay monotonous
1: in the same yeah and it's had a graphical yeah. overhaul once in our, in our time by the way really? So yeah 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 you wouldn't believe that at i all. don't know
0: i, I I go back once in a while just for the heck of it to see, yeah. and
1: I'm looking going like, then looking different to me. Update the graphics. <laughs> Unreal 5 engine, because screen and I both like that. Yeah. Uh, like, that, that. like that realistic uh, game engine yeah. that came out recently. The game that's coming out looks real life. Uh, bring yeah. that out. Overhaul the graphics. Uh, talk to the Star Trek Armada team, because that was a brilliant mm-hmm. uh, Star Trek shoot 'em up. And then and just that put game the two together. Old, and I will pay yeah. a sub as well, which I am against paying. Anyway, we're, that's a massive different tangent. But yeah, Star Trek online, okay. as Grey says there, they wanted to give a nod to that Starship. And if the F, like Grey has been saying, has been around for a while, I'll accept that. That's fine. With with Enterprises, as we know, you see the B in the C, But you blink and you miss them in Star Trek lore because they're not there for long. it's okay Mm. to skip them if it's done properly to get you to the time period you need to be. It's just what the G ends up being, which we'll we'll talk about uh, shortly. Um, So we see our starships that we love. I have a question for you, though, because you
0: know more about this than I do because I didn't like Enterprise, so I never watched much of the series. But there was an episode where you saw the Enterprise J. Now, what sense do you... What century was that supposed to be? Wasn't that supposed to be like the 30th century or something? Uh,
1: weird? Way You're out sure? there. I don't remember, but it is something, or maybe the 32nd or something, because that's tying in with Discovery Season 3 and four. Well, since so
0: Discovery was 32nd, but I think the J was 30th. Yes, that now, sounds about right. Yep. Now, I heard different stories that 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 episode was in a different timeline, so the J yes, is it not was really canon.
1: No, 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 no. I don't. I don't know if that timeline was ever overwritten. Um, the guy was called Daniels, Daniel, or Daniels. He uh, was a time mm-hmm. kind of like uh, I can't remember his name from Star Trek: Voyager. The two part they go back to Earth in like nineteen ninety nine or something. That one there, uh, that that time travel there. I don't know if he's from the same organization or another one, but he takes some to the future to show them that the Sulaban or not the, so bad, the Zindi ended. they're up against, end up being on part, part of Starfleet in the future and they're fighting mm-hmm. against the spear builders um, to take out, or uh, well, just to take them out because they were trying to rewrite space actually, literally the fabric of space. Great, it's not yeah. amazing, but remember I said to you season one and two of uh discovery were not amazing but season three and four were better not to say the over, overall thing was amazing but season right. three and four are way better than season one and two of discovery it's the same with enterprise mate um when it well, was the when, reason when it was ending it was reason, starting to become really good
0: well the reason i was saying that is because i started thinking about it and from what i've read they they're not really saying that the J is canon, which is probably a good thing because then I started thinking about this. They're in the 25th century, right? They have an Enterprise G. So you only have three more letters, dude. You have H, I, and then you you have J. So there's no way you're going to ever reach J. I mean, in other words, you're going to surpass J by the time you get to the 30th century. Yeah, just will.
1: 200 years of Starship. Things are better quality in the future. What can I yeah, say? Well- <laughs> So it was just something I just happened to think about. We're like, yeah, then it's going to go way beyond Jay. No, those starships won't be Walmart starships, mate. They'll be like whatever one of your premium shopping stores is over there in the states. That's that's <laughs> that's what you're talking about. Yeah, no, you're right. I hopefully it wouldn't be canon because it looked god awful. And yes, it was supposed to be an image on a diagram on one of the cars displays, but still, I think It thing looked like it. It looked like the combination of an Enterprise E and D. Right, the cells right, right. and the saucer section, but then someone just sat on it, a big space whale, and squashed the thing like a pancake. It was awful. Yeah,
0: and it also looked like it was like it was like Caffey Tandy, where they just kind of stretched out yeah the, <laughs> the ship until everything is really thin. Oh, it was awful. Right, so and I'm like,
1: but I don't know. I would say to you, whenever you're at a loose end, mate, I would rather you watch Modern Battlestar Galactica over this. But Enterprise does get way better. The Zindi arc, I like. And then season three and four get really gritty and there's two part specials that are fat there's a space station that's automated. I don't remember if you would have seen that. Space station that's automated. The Enterprise, after encountering, encountering Romulans for the first time, not seeing them to keep in canon, uh, gets some of its hull blown up at the side, big bloody gap, big hole. And this space it goes up to the space station, because it can only do warp one, it would take them forever to get back home. So they limp to the space station to it changes its parameters, its dimensions to fit the ship in, fills the the station with oxygen and it's all, all all automated, right? Uh and it starts getting to work repairing the ship like lightning fast. Like Tucker is like, I can't believe this would take me months um back at Jupiter station. These guys are doing it in like days. Um but, you know, I don't want to spell it too much, but it's there's a devious mm-hmm. plan going on there what's controlling the ship and what payment isn't quite what they thought it was, blah blah. You get things like that, you get Vulcan arcs with T'Pol that are anyway, so why I digress on it's just I'm trying to tell Grey later on on yeah. Enterprise is not just don't listen to that theme because oh that was a thing. The Cheryl Pod podcast, right, which I do do watch on YouTube because it's uh, uh Malcolm Reed and Tucker from um Enterprise uh, they're they they host this and they were talking about the theme music for Picard season three being great, which it is. But then I can't remember his real life name, but Trip, Un- basically. Unlike the garbage music from Enterprise. Yeah, but then, no, but then Trip then went, but there's no, there's no words in it, there's no lyrics in it. But he was being facetious. He was taking yeah. the piss. And, and I thought, who was it? I can't remember who he was speaking to. It was uh, Captain Shaw. Yeah, him, Tim. Oh, Todd, uh, Todd, uh, Todd
0: Stand-Witch, Stand-Witch,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, yeah, he didn't want to offend him, but yes. Yeah, Theme tune. So, yeah, um, we don't have a massive tangent of apologies, but that's kind of what we do. Yeah, uh, we do. But, yeah, so <laughs> so we saw the Starships we wanted to see. I would love to know what happened with the bloody Enterprise-E because all we yeah. know is it's War's fault, which was hilarious. Uh, what did they do? Just oh, tell yeah. us. Why is, it a, why is that a big secret? Why not just tell us, man? One line, Terry. It's, not an, it's an epic at uh, best. Well,
0: he, he one-lined it because... Maybe we'll see it someday. The only problem with that, though, is that if obviously, Warf, We do know in canon that Warfus was, was captain of the E for a few years. Did did they say um, that though? Did they say that? Yeah. In this? Oh, okay. Well, they didn't. I don't know if they actually. No, they didn't actually say it in the series. But we do know that it is canon. Yeah. Now the problem is, if they ever were to go back to see what happened to the E, eh, Michael Thorne's seventy years old. You're, you know, you can't really de-age him without it costing a lot of money. But he looks mentioned. great for 70.
1: He looks like he's barely a Oh, of course aged.
0: he does. Of course he does. But to go through all that makeup and everything like that to do a series, and this, and and by the time the series actually came to air, it would be at least five years from now, four years from now. So he'd
1: be 74,
0: 75.
1: 74. Hey, Picard, uh, Patrick Stewart's doing it at 82. So if he could do it, Worf can do it, and it's only ten episodes a season now. On yeah. like twenty six back in the day, don't get us into I'm, a rant about that.
0: I get it, but but you remember Worf was a lot younger when he was commander, uh, captain of the E. Yeah, we sort of
1: we won't see that. I know. I would love to see the the, the adventures of uh, Worf, but it will never happen, unfortunately. Um, well, we don't know what's going to happen in the future,
0: but look, look at Strange New Worlds. They have a new Pike. They have a new Spock. They have a new Number One. Oh, it can be the, done and it, and it could be good it can, it can be done, and it can be good. so, but that's prognosticating, which is okay because one of the things I wanted to do even on this special was to talk about what do we want to see, you know going forward? Uh, of course, and the biggest thing is that, and there's a whole writing campaign on this one is Star Trek Legacy for. I don't know who coined that name originally. I don't know if it was Metallus or say, what. Say
1: before we get to Legacy in the future, is there anything else, great that you liked about this season you want to touch on? Or, or you pretty I mean, much I, it's, covered it's, the main things?
0: It, it's just so hard. I mean, I like I the idea like of... Moments
1: the, or situations like, well, like or there writing. Was
0: some people, very few, were sitting there going like, oh, there's too many member berries in it. Member berries, for if you don't know, is, are so all these different things that bring back the memories. And I'm sitting there going like, I don't think they overdid it at all. and They did it in such a proper way, sometimes very subtly, yeah. that it, it wasn't crammed down your throat. So yeah. it was it was great. you know. And kind of every little detail, every piece of writing, every piece of acting, uh, all the member berries, the music. I mean, wow. I can imagine in post-production what they had to go through because there was just so much of the stuff that had to be placed in the right place right poem at right moments that the i I my hat's off to the post-production people which i know terry overlooked but the point is is that there's so much that had to be done oh yeah and so properly and so at the right moment and and the right piece and the right music and the right this and the right that I, it's just amazing and when you and i would i like to be surprised you know at things and we did get surprised we yeah found out, you kept, kept somebody was re- kept some surprises we covered yeah, I mean, we see Roe. I didn't expect to see Roe. I thought that that's the last thing I expected to see. Very sweet. And then she pops up, and I'm like, Oh, okay, you know, and stuff. And so I'm just like, wow. And then Tuvok comes back, and then every, I'm just like, holy moly. It got to the point where we were, you and I were seeing so much of it, that's when we started
1: getting into the Janeway's got to be on. Janeway's got to be yep. on. Janeway's got to be on. Yep. There wasn't massive <laughs> surprises, though, Great. There wasn't anything that massively surprised me. Um, I'm trying to think if anything else that I like that comes to memory pops up, we can, of course, say. But to talk about, before we talk quickly about the future, we don't really have many bad things to say about this series, uh, this season even. Yeah. Uh, and that's a couple of nitpicks here and there. I mean, we always use... Gray and I complained in the past that they could affect so many things from Prodigy or Lord Dex, but we're, or, or Discovery, any of the more modern Trek, with one line of dialogue to cover themselves... And they mm-hmm. so often didn't do it. And it looked like often they would leave it towards the end of a scene or a line before putting mm. in said wording to cover themselves and not break canon or explain why something happened or blah, 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 which, which I absolutely love. Um, right. But they, they didn't... Where was, was it going in that tangent? Yeah, so they didn't break anything there in terms of canon. And then this season... Terry done the exact same thing again. He put in one line to explain these things that would have been nitpicks for you and I, and there wasn't many. Like, the Jamie thing not being there is Mm. is a nitpick for sure. The one thing that pissed me off, and I talked about this in the last episode, the only thing that Terry made a a mess of, and it's not just my opinion, it's got Trekkies heavily divided to where at at, at least 50%, if not the majority, did not like this. Not hate it, but certainly didn't like it, and that was renaming the Titan A to the Enterprise G because, as we said before, the Titan A is a... Well, I'm not a massive fan of it. It's a hero ship. It's a legendary ship. Now, you don't give starships letters unless they're legendary ships. That's the whole point. They move on to something else if they're not a legendary ship. Yeah. So it, it was already retitled. I had Riker on command before. They refitted it, called it the Titan A, and that should be its own thing. Seven could have been in charge of that or, mm. you know, and that would have been fine. Just leave it as is. And then, oh, because Picard and TNG crew saved the day, in honour of him, which was sweet, his reaction as Jean-Luc Picard when he saw it was genuinely humbled as hell uh, and okay. surprised. You don't name that ship Enterprise. The Enterprise for diehard Trekkies like Grey and I has to be not always the flagship. Most of the time, the Enterprise is the flagship, but not always. Yeah. It's not always been the case. Could have been to something uh, another ship for a while, but it has to be state-of-the-art. It doesn't need to be a new class either. Usually, often, it is a new class. Yeah, uh, it is. But it has to be state-of-the-art weaponry, defence, exploration, engines, you name it. The Titan 8 is not... Sorry, the Enterprise GC I mean, it was doing to me great. And one yeah. line from Teddy would have explained that and would have made it acceptable not great acceptable for me and that would have been seven and nines on the bridge because it's one year later oh yeah it's great to be captain and i've overseen the work they've done they've overhauled the enterprise g and she's got state-of-the-art uh phasers quantum torpedoes, standards two levels of shielding and bloody a sure. quantum drive and you know all these kind of things. quantum drive that's uh the wrong franchise Trevor that's horrible uh <laughs> slipstream um but they didn't do that. He could have fixed that with one line, Gray. I know yeah. you weren't, I know you're not a big fan of it, but I don't think you're as pissed off about it as me. What's your thoughts on that? Is that something he got wrong um, or right? No, I I agree with you totally. I, I'm a
0: little more accepting of it only because I have a feeling that the writers kind of, not on purpose, but kind no. of got themselves into a corner. And the corner is, is that, well, what do we call it now? Do we keep it the Titan A because of what it's been through? Yep. Uh that's that's very viable. Uh do we name it the USS Picard because that would be something that would be directly good for Picard? Yep. And that was one idea, another idea, or do we have to go Enterprise? So when I was watching uh Terry, he was having this problem of what to do, and he said that Pretty much renaming it the Enterprise kind of screamed out as being the best choice, because he felt that everything revolves. How should I say? It? The Enterprise is an important character as anything, maybe the most important in some ways in a series. And if you're gonna, you're gonna have the Enterprise, you're gonna have to end it that way, regardless. So I think they kind of painted themselves into a box. But to get out of that box or have a better reason to be in the box would have been what you said. And that they should have just come out even if it was just one line without getting really all expanded on yeah. they could have just said you know we had one year to refit this and the ship is is much better than it used to be state of
1: the they art didn't, they didn't did they didn't even have to say what they did to it you know they just could have said that great that would have made it almost perfect because it's right. supposed to be a constitution class neo-constitution and i read that as a modern take on a constitution and that's going full mm-hmm. circle that's great The Enterprise, the original Enterprise, was one of the -the state-of-the-art ships back in the day. So was the B, so was the C, the D, the E, and the F. The G isn't because of that lack of one line of of dialogue. The Enterprise G should have been another ship. Just, right, okay, Titan A, the adventure Star Trek Legacy. I I want to see Enterprise in a new show. Of course I do, the new Enterprise G. But the Titan A could have then just been overhauled with Seven in charge, mm-hmm. and it called Star Trek Legacy, and then you see at the end a little cameo of the Enterprise G coming off the, the, the production line, and and it's a new class, and it looks brilliant, and it's a little tease like they've done with F. That would have been perfect. Why? Yeah. Oh, I, I think it know. had to do also, I think a lot of it had to also do with
0: marketing too, because they knew that if there was going to be a new series, they wanted it to be right off the bat with an Enterprise. And they basically, yeah. they said it, I mean, the season screams uh, a new series. I mean, there's no doubt about it. A special ending. Not, <laughs> right. I mean, intentional, not intentional, mostly intentional, whatever you want to call it. I mean, give me a break. I, there, The last few scenes in, in the last one was just like screaming, you know, next series, next series, here it comes. Everything yeah. All the way down to where Q pops up. Yeah. You know, and stuff. You just, So, you know, I mean, I don't know. The one thing about Hollywood that's so screwed up is the way they do contracts and stuff like this. And now we're kind of getting into the, since we're segueing now into the future. Yeah, the yeah talk about gets, the future, gets, mate. Yeah, the thing that gets me upset is that is that many fans out there all agree that Kurtzman didn't know what he was doing with Star Trek and basically his heads up his ass. Mess, messed up Star Trek for eight to 10 years. And then finally, behind the scenes, the bosses came in and said, look, we're going to have better people like Akiva Goldsmith, Terry Metalis and a couple others run the ship, and you just kind of like take a paycheck and (laughs) run the ship. See what you done there, right? So, what do we get? We got Strange New Worlds, which is a great show, and a lot of fans love that show. Then we get this, you know, season three with Metalis running it. Now we hear about the latest is like Kurtzman's going to go off and do Starfleet Academy, and I'm going like, wait
1: a minute! I I thought all
0: that garbage was dead. Sunny's
1: contract to have to make exactly.
0: So I'm sitting there going like, so that means you have to give him that show. And here's the problem with that. If you give them that show, that means there's less
1: of what we want to see to be produced. Because they're only doing two live-action Star Trek shows at the moment.
0: Right. So now you have Strange New Worlds, and you have uh, uh, them working on Starfleet Academy. That's two. And you have the standalone movie, Section 31. Which I'm looking forward to. So now what happens is that that all will put the pressure on their not... To be a Star Trek legacy. And that's pissing me off. Well, now, now, now what I don't understand is or what I, what I, everybody cares. Well, the production companies like Paramount all care about bucks, how much money they can make, how many, how many viewers will join Paramount Plus, et cetera, et cetera. So Which if you're going to look at it from a pure standpoint of business, they would be absolutely out of their freaking minds not to do legacy and put it into production as soon as possible you want because you want to get on the bandwagon right now when all the fervor and excitement about new trek is way up here so this is when you jump on the bandwagon they better not wait too long and i'm assuming that there's going to be an announcement in the next what month or two max that legacy is going to go forward because you've got to jump on the excitement if you don't you just messed yourself
1: up so my my take on this is and from what I'm hearing online and rumors and you take it with a pinch of salt because it is just rumors and hearsay, people's opinions. Um, They know they've got a winner on their hands with Picard Season 3, so legacy makes sense to them. They know that. They're not stupid. For all the money-grabbing needs that they have, they're not stupid people. You're usually not too stupid if you're involved in business like that. These guys know that they can't do Unlimited Series. They just don't have the money for that. But Mm -hmm. they do like what they have at the moment, so They'll go forward with Starfleet Academy, which could be crap, but it could be great as well. Again, I'm going to watch it with an open mind and see how we go. Uh, But I love Strange New Worlds, and so do they. That is rumoured to maybe go three seasons in total, then they switch to Legacy, which I'm okay with. I want to have my cake and eat it and have both, but I know I probably won't get it. So if I I was asked between the two, and I was going to ask you, Grey, between those two, what you like the most, uh, Strange New Worlds and Picard season three, I would have said Picard season three, and that's not a slight Strange New Worlds; that was fantastic. Right? Yeah. You know, but you have to, but pick. to be honest with you. I might,
0: if I had to pick, fine, but to me, I want both. Of because yeah. they're both great.
1: Yeah, and the, fan, um, the fans have to make the voice vocal. Strange New Worlds came about because of the fans. When rumor was the gray that they'd actually kind of made up their mind that were going to do it anyway but then when the fans were clamoring for it it was just sealed same thing will happen with legacy as well we just be keep keep being vocal about it we'll get it at some point maybe not now maybe in a couple of years two three years we'll get it well what i'm hope but what i'm hoping and i'm expecting to happen is because
0: the excitement is so fever pitch they at least are going to have to come out in the next month or two and say we're going to go forward with legacy However, pre-production hasn't started yet. It'll be some time, but we are definitely doing it. They, oh. they have to. Yeah. If they don't, they're completely out of their, their, their mind. Completely. Yeah. And here's, here's the other thing, too. Metallus mentioned in an interview that I saw that he's working on a project right now that he's been working on. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's face it, as much as he loves Star Trek and he would always try to find the time to do it, if they wait too long, some other production company is going to go knocking on Terry's door yeah. and say, hey, we love you and we'll give you all this freaking money if you come over here and do like nine different television shows. Can yeah. you do it? And I'm sorry, as much as he likes Star Trek, he would be stupid not to say yes to a deal like that. Yeah. So you, I got to believe that in the background and we don't know anything about it right now, that they're already talking to Terry because they want to seal him up and keep him around for a few years. So they better start. Negotiating with them right now, while the while the getting's good, yeah. and announce like a legacy, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm expecting some definite announcements to come out in the next 30, 60 days.
1: Yeah, well, we'll it, see. even if they dropped one of animated shows, because I don't know which costs more to make. It's probably the live action, but I, I can't. Animation yeah. is obviously lengthy and, and can be expensive as well. I would drop one or both them in a heartbeat, and it's not because I dislike them. Yeah. Lord Dex has Grey and I Don't hate it. It's 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 okay, it's, it's decent, it's funny yeah. in moments, but it's popular with the fan base in general, so they know they want to keep that. Prodigy, I prefer over Lord X, but I don't think it's yeah, done quite as well as Lord X. So as sad as I would be to see that dropped, I can live with either of them being dropped for another live action. That would be my yeah. preference. And I get what Paramount are doing at the moment, right? I'm going to put on my... Uh, impartial hat here for us of oh, my ears <laughs> I'm going to put an my <laughs> impartial uh, be devil's advocate here right uh, and say that Paramount had too much Star Trek on at one point they were going from nothing to mm-hmm. 150% it was too much what they're doing at the moment yeah. is normal for streaming services how they're pacing it out now but they have two live action se- I- I series right. a year and there's a couple of months in between that is normal We for the last year or so year and two years we had it non-stop there was barely a break in between and that's not healthy because you're burning through money and you're running up content quick so slow down but pick the right stuff listen to the fans guys and well you you bring up a great point because all
0: the streaming services out there little or big are suffering and they're suffering because of that fact they put out too much stuff and people have too much to choose from prices gone up blah 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 so they've all got to cut back, and they all are cutting back. I mean, we just saw four thousand people laid off at Disney, with another three to go. We've seen Nuts. Netflix cut back, you know, and stuff. So it, it was going to end up happening sooner or later. Yeah. So that's all. That's all the more reason that you want to sign a long term deal with metallus to keep him right there.
1: Sign him up. Sign him up because he
0: is. He gold will, I guarantee. Star you, Trek. Right. I guarantee you, if they don't do something with him in the next couple months, he will be gone, and he will <laughs> be. You'll see the. You'll see the announcement already. he's went to whatever. You'll see him gone off to Netflix or gone off to yep. wherever. Yep. But he will be gone because that's the way Hollywood is. When they see something that's that hot and they know who did it, they take they're, it. They are, they're already forming in their mind, like how many people are going to be. I, I guarantee you, Mattas has
1: already been contacted by several yeah. business agents. Oh, you know, move, and stuff. so move quick guys. or do will be we snapped up. Yep. Um, we're going to, we're going to wrap up there just because, mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to take too long for this. I, I want people's opinions below if you want to put down what you'd liked or disliked about the, the season. if Did you hate the Enterprise G thing? Give me your opinion on that, please. I always love comments. I'm not even asking for subs, I'm asking for comments because I like comments. I like interacting with you guys. Um, but please do that. And then we'll be doing specials for the next couple of months. So anything you've got your mind on, you want us to cover, we've got some ideas, let us know. We'll, we'll go over that by all means. But we'll probably mm-hmm. do try and get one special out a week at least. Um, and I think, apart from that, it's a thank you to Terry Metallis for restoring my faith in, in Star Trek because he has done an amazing, amazing job. I would just love him mm-hmm. to come out in an interview and explain the whole Enterprise thing and make it make sense to me, and then I'm happy, you know. So, uh, any, any parting comments from yourself, Gray? Apart from you just satisfied with the season, bring on more uh, yeah.
0: trick. Got to go back and watch the season again.
1: <laughs> yeah yes I, i've done watched a couple of episodes more than once which i never do so that says it all uh and then we get strange new worlds in a couple of months so yeah um thank you very much guys uh for tuning in uh until the next time gray uh do your thing my man live long and prosper everybody thanks guys Bye-bye. Bye bye bye